0: Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, October 19th already, 2022. Stand up for your country. Well, it's all over for John Durham and the Durham investigation. Didn't get a conviction again. We have a really good guest who's going to bring us inside that and explain what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I wish I did, but I'm fairly uh, disappointed uh, in the whole Durham-Russian collusion investigation. But we'll get to it. But first, the talking points memo, doom, D-O-O-M, for the Democrats. If you want to be amused this evening, and I know there's a lot going on, but I did the Hannity radio program. I do it every Wednesday. And Hannity is very worried that uh, Republicans are not going to win in November. Uh, I'm not so worried about Republicans because I'm an independent and I don't worry about any political party, but I do believe there will be a red wave. And I explain it to Hannity in uh, very minute detail on his radio program, as I did here last night. So if you watched this last night, you got a little angry, but it's good good radio going back and forth uh, with him. So again, this morning, we have another poll. Politico, which is a left-wing Internet organization, comes out with a poll, um, and it looks to be fair methodology-wise, 2005 registered voters. A question, thinking about the upcoming November 22 midterm elections for US Congress, you expect the candidate's views on each of the following will play a major or minor role in deciding who you vote for? Major role for the economy, 81%. Minor role, 16%. So the economy is everything. You know, and Biden's trying to make it about abortion like he did yesterday. We'll get to that in a minute. But it's not going to work. People are feeling pain and people are angry. I'm angry. Let me tell you why I'm angry. I don't have to worry about paying the bills. All right. I have uh, assets. But I worked hard for these assets. And I invest conservatively. And I get my statement at the end of the month. And it's down this year big. I lost a lot of money on paper. Now, I'm not going to sell or panic or do any of that because that does me no good at all. And there's nowhere else to invest my money at this point. So I'm going to keep it there and hope that Biden uh, is defeated and the Democrats are defeated. And on November 8th, Republicans come in and begin to turn the government to ground. Remember two years ago, we had the strongest economy on earth. And everybody in the markets, whether you were stocks or bonds or gold or silver, wherever you were, it was going up. Biden destroyed it. So I'm angry about that. This is my hard earned dough. But other people have it a lot worse than me. They can't even, uh, they're not even solving anymore because they're paying so much at the grocery store and the gas. Where do the home heating bills come in? Well, where do you see that? Turkey's up uh, 73% from last year. Turkey. And all of this is Biden, 100 percent Biden, not Putin, not Iran, not the uh, Wicked Witch of the East. Biden. He's the one that upset the American fossil fuel industry, which then chained down. And then Putin capitalized on that by starting a war. Okay, the uh, next poll in this or next question in this political poll, uh, thinking about your vote. What would you say is the top set of issues on your mind? Economic issues, 42 percent. Security, 13. percent healthcare, 7. Senior issues, 11. Women's issues, birth control, abortion, 14. Education, 2. All right. Now, you don't have anything there on uh, border security or illegal migration. It's a big one, but Politico doesn't want to get into that. Can get into that, but far and away, this is a vote about uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats destroying the economy. That's what the vote So this is the worst year for stocks since 1969. Unbelievable. Worst year so far since 1969. Mortgages are at their highest rate in 20 years. Home mortgages, and that, of course, is going to lead to less construction and housing prices coming down. All of that's going to dovetail into the recession. We're already in a recession, but people are still working. That's the only part of the economy. The U.S. uh, corporation, small business need workers. Okay, And that's the only thing that's keeping from a complete collapse now. So what is Biden doing during all this? Is he saying, look, i got a plan to get inflation down and to uh, make the economy stronger, get the stock market up. I'm, I'm going to be favorable to business. No. He wants to raise taxes again, Biden. And yesterday he goes out and talks about abortion. Okay, that's it. The Democrats believe that abortion is going to put them over the top in November. They are wrong. Okay, it's all I can tell you. Now, NBC Nightly News, Lester Holt, covered the uh, Biden uh, abortion thing. They gave it a minute, two seconds. Nine seconds of his actual speech. You only heard from him for nine seconds. Uh, ABC News, 148, minute 48, 26 seconds of Biden's speech. CBS News, just 32 seconds, 10 seconds of Biden's speech. So they covered, but they didn't cover, you know, extravagantly. Um, final thing in the Talking Points memo. The media will begin to panic this weekend. You'll see it on the Sunday shows. Nobody watches the Sunday shows, but those clips go on the Internet, the media will panic because they know now there's no saving this. There's not going to be some kind of event that happens and turns the Democratic fortunes around. It's not going to happen. All right. They know it's doom, as I said in the uh, opening of the T-points. And so they'll individually start to try to get Trump back in the game. That's what you're going to see. Try to drag Trump back in for the last two weeks and scare independents or whatever they're going to frame it. I will chronicle that for you. okay? Um, beginning Monday. So every time they try to drag Trump back in, which they will, I will point it out who's doing it and how they're doing it. Um, Because they don't have anything else. Now, abortion is not working. It's Not working. Okay, the women in this country, according to The New York Times, we reported yesterday, independent women breaking big for Republicans. And that's the ballgame. Independent women, by the way, caused Donald Trump to lose in 2020. Now they're coming back. And that's a memo. All right, Joe Biden, he delivered remarks today on uh, strengthening energy security. I don't know what that means. And then more remarks on bipartisan infrastructure law. I don't know what that means. None of this means anything really to you or me. This is just busy work, as the nuns used to call it. Um, But Biden did do something interesting. Uh, He said that he'll release another 15 million barrels from the U.S. petroleum reserves. So a lot of you write to me and go, well, who's going to replace that? So Biden is releasing the barrels of oil, 15 million of them, to keep the price of oil artificially low. All right. So there's a lot of oil in the USA from the reserve. It's harder for them to raise prices, the oil companies. But Biden says, hey, when oil hits $67 a barrel, the federal government will start to buy it to replace the reserve." So what is oil today? Anybody know? Raise your hand if you know. Crude oil is eighty three dollars a barrel. So it's got to get down to sixty seven for Biden to buy. Is that going to happen? I don't know. How long is that going to take? Nobody knows. So there you go. Another thing that I get a lot of mail on is student debt forgiveness. So just keep this in mind. Right now, Biden's plan to cancel student loans is expected to cost us, the American taxpayer, $400 billion. It's about $2,500 for each American who pays taxes all right, to forgive these loans. But what they don't tell you is the loans will not be forgiven unless they were taken out through the Department of Education. So if you took out a loan from your local bank to pay for your kid going to college, or he or she did, that's not in play. It's only the loans that went through the Department of Ed, but there's a ton of them. Okay, 12 million people have already replied, applied for these loans, according to the Washington Post. And Biden wants more. So it's a $10,000 forgiven. You're forgiven on the loan. That's he one. Now, is this going to happen? No. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say it's not going to happen because... Lawsuits are going to prevent it. Cato Institute filed yesterday basically says that President Biden's order is illegal because Biden or the Department of Education has the power to cancel student loans without congressional authorization. That's true. That's true. So that's going to block it. Um, But it's going to be a long time getting there. Other states have filed lawsuits against Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, South Carolina. Uh, The Pacific Legal Foundations filed a lawsuit. There's a lawsuit in Wisconsin. So you can see there's all kinds of lawsuits against this. That'll delay it. And then if the Republicans do take Congress, as I think they will, it'll be over. John Durham fails again. All right, so I've had it enough. You had, I don't know, 30, 40 million. What Durham was tasked with was finding out how the Hillary Clinton campaign and the FBI, those two, Hillary Clinton campaign, FBI, helped in the fraudulent Russian collusion accusations. That's what he was trying to do. That came under Trump and Attorney General Barr. Again, I'm going to review it. Hillary Clinton campaign, FBI how did they help foist this phony Russian collusion scenario on the American public the voters us Durham has failed okay so um, yesterday Igor Danchenko was found not guilty by a jury in Virginia of lying to the FBI okay before that Michael Sussman was found not guilty Of lying to the FBI those are the only two cases after three and a half years or something like that that Durham brought all that tax money spent him and his guys running around and they got booted on both I don't want to hear about Durham anymore I don't about you joining us well wait before I bring in a guest so the media reacted to this last night Trump was obsessed with John Durham, who he called Bull Durham. John Durham. Because he was the guy
1: who was gonna prove once and for all that the entire Trump-Russia investigation was a hoax. Exactly as Trump had always said. Justice was coming. It was just around the corner. I mean, we've been waiting and waiting and told, hold our breath, there's more coming. Just be patient, be patient. This is, I, I don't even think disappointing does justice to how bad this is. I mean, this is just after everything that the right has been through and and all of the misallegations and misappropriation and the Russia, Russia, Russia that was taken us through the first couple of years of this Trump administration to see this all go down the tubes and all of the faith put in this special
0: counsel, John Durham, unbelievably disappointing. You just have to wonder whether this could be Durham's swan song here, that that, that this was something that, you know, there there was great expectation here uh, and it's just fizzled there's no wonder about it. He's through joining us now from Washington, Jim Trusty, who's a former federal prosecutor. Um, he's a partner at I law. Now he knows all the players and I am uh, saying that Durham is done. You say, sir,
2: I think you're pretty much right. I mean, it's a, it's a heck of a fizzle. And, uh, I, but I do think there's a little bit of a, a trap that we may be all collectively falling into, which is the idea that you can only draw conclusions from criminal convictions. You know, the story in terms of what happened with Hillary financing the dossier, the misconduct of FBI leadership, you know, that story is still out there. And frankly, that story is probably going to make its way into a report that hopefully the attorney general releases at some point for all of us to see. But no doubt, I mean, no prosecutor wants to go into the business of prosecuting false statement cases and losing them one after another, like we had here with uh, John Durham in D.C. and then with in uh, Alexandria. So but even if a bad uh, day.
0: even if the uh, does come out in a report and all this, the American people have checked out. They don't have any confidence in Durham. They don't have any confidence the federal government to investigate anyway. Can't even find a leaker of the Supreme Court thing. I mean, they have no confidence. Now, I said foolishly on Monday that I thought that Danchenko would be convicted. And I based my naivete on the fact that Danchenko did not testify and his lawyers presented no witnesses at all on his behalf. So it was just Durham's prosecutors saying to the jury, they did this, 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 and this. Yes, it was cross-examination on it. But I said to myself, the FBI's gotta have Um, data to back up their allegation that Danchenko lied to them. So if he's not even going to refute it himself, he's got to be guilty. And obviously, I was desperately wrong. How did I go so wrong?
2: Well, Bill, you know, your, your predictive powers are exactly like mine when it comes to sporting events. I don't think I will ever win a nickel on any prediction or any trash talk associated with that. So Look, I I think there's a few things. I I think, you know, to be real serious about, number one, I think the country feels a little bit of false statement fatigue. You know, these 18 USC 1001 prosecutions became real popular under Mueller. I mean, we've seen them historically from time to time, but they were the coin of the realm in the Mueller probe. And for a lot of people, you start having this nagging feeling that the FBI can't prove up substantive crimes. They can't prove the bribery, the Foreign Agent Registration Act crime, uh, you know, the quid pro quo. So they settle for these process crimes, and their discretion was being used in in a very aggressive way during the Mueller probe to go after various people. Now we see the Durham probe going the same way, doing these 1001 cases. And I have to say, Bill, when, when that gets in front of a jury, when your whole case as a prosecutor is saying, hey, this guy Danchenko lied to us when he said he talked to somebody on the phone. And really he told us he thinks he did, or he might've, or he probably did. And we think that's a federal felony lie. You can almost feel the jury deflate in the room. Like this is why we're here. You know, We've got a wayward FBI informant now being prosecuted for some claim of dishonesty that somehow is material to the FBI investigation. So I think in a very general sense, there's a growing problem with these 1,001 cases. These okay, false so the jury cases.
0: goes to, what's the big deal here? Maybe he lied, maybe he didn't, but it's not beyond a reasonable doubt, so we're just, we want to just get rid of this thing. And that's human nature. Now, there are people who believe that you cannot get a fair jury in the Washington, D.C. area where you live, that you just can't. They hate Trump so much that anything associated with Trump that might help him the jury itself is already polluted going, we don't want to participate in that.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, look, Suspen, I think, is kind of exhibit A on that case. The Suspen trial, which was in D.C., yeah, that, that jury was done before opening statements, it feels like. So you're right, there's a very strong political allegiance to the Democratic Party in D.C. Uh, Alexandria, where the Danchenko case is, is a little bit different. It's a little bit of a crapshoot. You get Fairfax County, Northern Virginia, Folks that are a lot like Montgomery County, where I live, very, very uh, highly educated, very liberal and politically active. But you also get the rural counties. You get people that are further out from D.C. that tend to be conservative. You get retired CIA, FBI, military types. So the the jury pool in Northern Virginia is a wild mix. I can't really say that it's the same as D.C. But I, I will say this, Bill, you know, on these cases that are not inherently powerful, they're kind of bloodless process cases for a federal jury the lawyering makes a difference too and i will tell you that and that's no aspersions towards john durham he's an old warhouse warhorse he's been at it a long time but i know danny Onorado and Stuart sears the guys that represented danchenko are great lawyers and so you give them a marginal case and they play it very smart they don't put on a defense because they want to turn to the jury and say this case didn't dignify a defense it's too weak uh, you know, we're here for political reasons. We're here for a, a sloppy and dirty FBI that was willing to give a million dollars to Danchenko to prove up the steel dossier. So a lot of dirty laundry aired about the FBI doesn't help in a prosecution of an FBI former informant.
0: I think that's excellent analysis, Counselor. I, I think you really nailed it right there, that the jury doesn't trust the FBI at all. And they've screwed up so many times and so politicized now that. They just want to get out of that jury room. We appreciate it very much. Thank you, sir. I thought that was the best analysis I've heard. Let me know what you think. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Hey, guys,
1: it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
0: Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, over completed by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so Gallup is a poll out. I'm sorry to drown you with polls, but um, they are an indicator of what's happening in America in some cases. This is 812 adults. Uh, You know, they called them up on the phone, Um, and its methodology is fair. Here's the question: In general, how much trust and confidence do you have in the mass media, such as newspapers, TV, radio, when it comes to reporting the news fully, accurately, fairly? A great deal, fair amount, not very much, or none at all? Well, the we rounded it off. So, a great deal of trust in the media. 34%, 34%, not very much, 66%. All right, now, 10 years ago, it was 54% trusted the media, 46% did not Look at that number. Look how it's changed. Okay, so I'm the best guy in the world to analyze this because I was right in the middle of the corporate media for more than 40 years. So what happened was that after the rise of cable news, Uh, opinion in prime time dominated and uh, people got used to seeing people like me give their opinion every night. And then the success of Fox News led to the rise of opinion on CNN and MSNBC. So you had a conservative, uh, traditional approach on FNC and liberal and um, progressive on the other two. This is cable. All right. Americans then had a very hard time getting information that wasn't shadowed by opinion because that's what all there was at primetime. And the networks have declined so much at 6 o'clock, 6.30, whenever you get the nightly news, they have cut back so much, their bureaus overseas, they're a shadow of what they used to be. And all of them, with the exception of FNC, are allied with the Democratic Party all of them, the major ones. So people over the last 20 years are seeing this and, and they know how hard it is for them to get any reliable information. Here, one thing on this network, the next thing on that network, uh, Hunter Biden's story is, is not even covered on most uh, corporate media. And then on Fox, it's a big story. Of course, that's going to happen. The credibility of the media in general and then newspapers same thing newspapers are, are almost 80 percent of them are in bed with the democratic party so republicans and traditional people they cancel the subscriptions they don't ever read anymore i don't read the new york times or the washington post i used to get them both i don't read them why do i want to read them i'm not going to get the, the truth all right. I mean, I'll read the aggregates on social media and I'll have my staff send me a news fax every morning. Just the facts. That's how I get my news. I'm not going to read the New York Times. Why would I do that? Not going to tell me the news. going to tell me some left wing thing that they want. So anyway, um, that is leading and we're going to do this tomorrow to another very serious situation. That the corporate media, the money people who control the press, are eroding our freedom. That democracy is in peril because we can't get honest information. That's going to be a big subset here tomorrow on BillOReilly.com, the no-spin news. All right, let's go to you. I'm going to vote some time to you because we like you. (laughs) You watch and listen to us. We like you. We want you around. So do you want to live to be 100 years old? Not me. Not me. In fact, if I die tomorrow, I have no beef. I've led uh, a very um, active life. I've succeeded far beyond anything that I've ever thought of when I was a child. And only America could. I could only I couldn't have done in Switzerland or Argentina, only here. So I'm I'm fine with whatever happens to me. However, I take care of myself because I work an incredible amount and I got to have high energy and clarity. So I take care of myself. Enter the New England Journal of Medicine, a pretty good publication. All right. And it, it tells you if you want to add 11 to 13 years onto your life span, 11 to 13 years, here's what you have to do. You have to eat. Whole grains. Fruit, vegetables, seafood, beans, and nuts. Okay? So if you eat those things on, not a daily, but regularly, again, we'll go over them, whole grains, fruit, vegetables, seafood, beans, and nuts, that you are likely to live 13 years longer than if you eat, ready? Processed meats, now that's what you get when you buy bologna in a little package, okay? Meat that they put all preservatives in and all of this. Food's high in sodium, sugar, okay? Um, And then pizza, potato chips, and soda is the worst of all the food and beverages available to we Americans, soft drinks, soda, tonic in New England, whatever you want to call it, is the worst. And I know that's true. So if you can cut that out, and there are other beverages that taste is just as good, don't have that huge sugar component, you will right away see the difference. Now, pizza, once a week for me, I'm going to have some, OK? Potato chips, I'm ah, not a big chip guy. Um, you know, once in a while, I'll have some popcorn, but eh, and popcorn's got sodium. But junk food, very, very rarely. So one of the urchins loves Taco Bell. I can't even go within a mile of Taco Bell. <laughs> I just start to shake. He loves it. And I don't say no, he's a kid. He burns this stuff off like crazy. Um, but for me, I, I just can't. In fact, the other day I was starving and it was nothing around but Wendy's. All right. And Wendy's has got tasty food. So I had a double cheeseburger, whatever it was. You know, uh, the digestive, because th- I, I hadn't had fast food in a long time. Uh, it was good going down, but I knew. And my body was going, well, hey, what are you doing? So life isn't worth living if you can't eat tasty food. That's my opinion. Comfort food is, psychologically, got to have it sometimes. But cut it down. Cut it down. All right? Especially that sugar. And then your life and your health will improve. Smart life. Turkey prices, I mentioned, up 73%. Now, there's a gouge in here, I know, because there's not a shortage of turkeys. Where I live out in Suffolk County, there's turkeys all over the place. (laughs) Come on, they're everywhere. No shortage of turkeys. But, you know, the turkey industry says, "Eh, we can eh, can charge a lot more because we know people are going to have it on Thanksgiving. I'm going to have the turkey. I'm going to pay the extra money. But I don't, I'm not happy about it. And I know the reason I'm paying the extra money is not only the turkey processing people, but Biden. That's why if there was 1.3 inflation as it were two years ago, we wouldn't have this. OK, so food, heating oil is going to be the worst, your worst enemy this winter. Heating oil is going to kill you and me. But I, I, I bought one of those little things and we advertised it on the radio, Eden Pure. So I bought one. I got one of those. And that heats the whole room and, and at a fractioning cost. Anyway, that's one of our big radio sponsors, Eden Pure. Anyway, now in order to save money, you have to make a menu on Sunday right through Saturday. You have to make a menu. Here's what we're going to have. All right. This is what we're going to eat. Boom, boom, boom. Now you can go out of it. You can be nimble. Something comes up. But if you do that, you'll save a ton of money. You'll save 50% because you'll be focused in. We're going to have rotisserie chicken this night. We're going to do a little pasta angel hair with uh, some sauce and some peas on it or, or some cut up asparagus on it. Every time you eat pasta, put the vegetables on it, OK? That's what you got to do, Boom especially for dinner. Breakfast is breakfast. I mean, if you're eating those breakfast sandwiches, killing yourself with sodium try to you know but i understand but dinner is the big one that's the big wallet buster so sunday you sit down 15 minutes here's what we're gonna have then you can go get it at the best prices okay believe me that is a good smart life tip okay this day in history october 19 2005 the heinous uh Human rights violator Saddam Hussein pleads not guilty at the opening of his trial in Iraq 17 years ago. I covered it. If you guys watch me in a factory, you saw it. So uh, Saddam and eight others were charged with crimes against humanity, basically murder. And of course, he said he wasn't guilty, even though he killed tens of thousands of people. Saddam Hussein, probably more and uh, one of the most heinous men in the history of the planet. So he was convicted and executed on uh, December 30th, 2006. Okay, he was hanged by the neck until dead, along with three of his confederates. The others got prison terms. This day in history, 17 years ago. All right, we've got a good mail segment and a final thought about when things don't go your way what do you do right back
1: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win
2: 18 plus.
0: All right, let's get to the mail. We got uh, Peggy Davis, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Phillies versus the Padres. Good series. Bill, I know you are not a doctor, but I looked up the signs of dementia. It seems to me like Joe Biden is exhibiting at least half of the 10 symptoms. I don't know. I just know he's delusional. I don't know if it's dementia. I don't know if it wants to be delusional. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it's a serious situation. Kenneth Barr, Redlands, California. Bill, you may recall that in January of 2021, when President Trump was still president, we paid $2.94 for a gallon of gas out here, $2.94. Today, the same station, $6.35 a gallon. Okay. now, Kenneth is writing off our report about Biden telling a reporter in uh, L.A., you've always had seven dollar gallon out here. Two ninety four up to six thirty five in California. Why would any California vote Democrat? Renee Storms, Mooresville, North Carolina. Bill, I understand that illegal immigrants are being given cell phones and cash. Is that true? We are working this for tomorrow. We will have when an undocumented migrant is allowed into the interior of the United States by Homeland Security. What do they get? It's a little convoluted. So I'll have it for you tomorrow. I'll tell you exactly what they get. Good question, Renee. Michael Edinburgh, Montgomery, Texas. Bill, first of all. Thank you for your killing series. I've been a faithful follower for many, many years and appreciate your honest reporting. If proven that NGOs, including Catholic charities, are facilitating illegal immigration, should they be prosecuted? That'll never happen ever in a million years. So Catholic charities, once the undocumented migrants get here, they care for the migrants, but they don't help them get in. If they do, they could be prosecuted, although Biden would never do that. He doesn't prosecute anybody. But they could be under the law if the law were obeyed, and it isn't. But Catholic Charities, they help everybody who's poor and downtrodden. And I don't think they're going to be prosecuted for doing that. Let's go to Joseph Selzer, Boynton Beach, Florida. Do you still feel Biden has handled Ukraine well? If Ukraine would have been given weapons... It is getting now earlier, as Ukraine requested, there would have been less destruction. It's Monday morning, quarterback Joseph. You had to see what Putin's success rate was before you blasted in a lot of armament to Ukraine. So, Milley at the Pentagon, General Milley, predicted Putin would take over Ukraine in two weeks. And that guy's still sitting there. He's the architect of. Afghanistan. I mean, he's just the worst. He's still there. So he told Biden, two weeks, Putin's going to take over the whole country. Well, you're going to send weapons in if Putin's going to win in two weeks. So it's not really fair to Monday morning quarterback. And I get a lot of mail on this because very conservative people, some of them, don't want us in Ukraine. They don't want it. And I disagree because of if you let Putin do this, He'll do way worse other places. And she will go to Taiwan. Absolutely going to happen. Most Americans did not want to confront Adolf Hitler in the late 1930s. Didn't. British people applauded Chamberlain when he made the phony deal with Hitler in Munich. Oh, this is the greatest deal. We don't have to go to war. It never works. If you're not tough and strong, war is going to come. The only thing that prevents war is tough and strong. Daniel Schmidt, Woodhaven, New York. I listen to you on WABC, Bill. I differ with your analysis of Senate projections. I don't see how Republicans can win 51 seats. Nevada's leaning red, but uh, Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania. Look, when a poll comes out, and I'm a fact-based guy. I don't guess at anything. New York Times poll comes out, says independent women voters breaking big for Republican Party. That spans every state. The independent women voters are the ones that defeated Donald Trump. It was because of them voting for Biden that Trump lost. Now, according to New York Times and all its polling, they're going to vote Republican. That's why I believe the Senate will be in GOP hands. Jessica Gummelt, Stuartsville, Missouri. Hi Bill, our daughter's high school band has been invited to play at Carnegie Hall in April. They will be staying in Times Square and doing some sightseeing. Of course, my daughter isn't going to New York without us, but she will be staying with the band group. The crime makes me very nervous. Can you offer suggestions? Usually, Jessica's letter would fall into the concierge membership. Usually, I wouldn't answer this on our regular mail band because it's a personal letter, and we, you know, we do mostly uh, policy here on the mail segment on the No Spin News. But I'm going to answer this letter because Je- Jessica's worried, and sincerely so, and because I want you to consider concierge membership. These are the kinds of letters that I answer every single day. Very personal letters. So look. New York City is a dangerous city at this point, but it's not out-of-control dangerous in the daytime. If your daughter stays in the group, she'll be fine, okay? She can't wander out at night. And as far as you're concerned, you should stay close and know what the schedule is, where the kids are going to be and what they're doing. But it's okay. It's not that bad yet. If Hochul wins the governorship on November 8th, it might be by April, at bet. Okay, um, Vidgo, we have a, they're our streaming partner. I'm going to show you an extensive clip tomorrow of my interview with Jan Wenner, the Rolling Stone publisher. You will find this very interesting. We want you to check out Killing the Legend, still a massive bestseller, and it is a good book. I talked about it with Newt Gingrich today on his podcast. Um and I hope you do consider that book. You will learn a lot about history, modern history, if you read that book. And um if you become a BillO'Reilly.com Premium or Concierge member, you get the book free. And all of our other discounts pays for your membership. Okay, word of the day, do not be sardonic. S-A-R-D-O-N-I-C. Back with a final thought when things don't go your way
1: at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. BGW Group. Void prohibited by law.
2: 18 plus terms and conditions apply. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day. And we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith.
0: Okay, here is the final thought. So life is hard, not fair, and sometimes things go against us. I react usually uh, immaturely by getting angry. That's what I do but I vent alone I don't vent on anybody else but I'm not when things go against me that I know is terribly unfair or shouldn't happen like this okay but I take the terror dog on a long walk I'm a believer in God okay those of you who are most likely pray for outcomes I do I pray for outcomes okay Dear God, please let this happen, stuff like that. Now, I know I don't know everything involved with whatever I'm praying for. I don't know everything. Nobody could. But there are certain things that are so obvious to me that and I don't do that a lot. I'm not going, God, give me this, give me that. No, serious stuff. But I pray for outcomes. That's a a relief because you could put it in then God's hands somewhat. I do everything I can to make whatever the problem is come out the right way. Everything I humanly can do, I do. But if I can't do anything else, then I kick it up to uh, the deity. And I hope there is one. But that's my advice for the final thought. If you're a person of faith, pray for outcomes, but understand that we Don't usually understand everything involved. Thank you for watching and listening to the no spin news. And we have a really good show tomorrow. So I hope you'll uh, see us then.